The work hours for a professional working in athletics can fluctuate. That's why the University of Cincinnati Online designed a Master of Sports Administration program that is both flexible and 100% online. Connect and build relationships with other students, alumni working in athletics, and their experienced staff. The best part? You can graduate in as little as one year. Unsure about going back to school? UC Online has a team of student success coordinators ready to guide you from start to graduation. Reach out and learn more about UC Online today. There are literally a million and one different ways to manage your time. So I'm going to give you some big concepts and some process that works for me that is simple and effective that you can start using right away. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. We have a great question that came in today from Justin in Atlanta, so I want to jump right into things. Hey, Brian, I'm having major trouble with time management lately. I feel unorganized, scattered, and stressed. Working in sports is hard, but I really think if I got better at time management, I could enjoy it a lot more. Can you help? Justin, I think this is a great question because time management is one of those unheralded skills that we don't talk about enough and that managers do look for and, and people hiring want that to be a skill set. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig into this in a, in a lot of detail, but the benefits of time management are really quite simple. Good time management allows you to accomplish bigger results in a shorter period, which leads to more freedom and helps you focus better and allows you to be more productive and lowers your stress. I mean, these are all really great benefits. Now, those are the benefits to you managing time well. The benefit to your bosses, your managers, those hiring decision makers are also quite vast. Like, it's a big deal. Like, when I'm hiring, time management is one of the hidden skills I try to discover during the hiring process all the time. The antithesis of time management is procrastination, and we all do it. Like, trust me, time management is a skill you're going to have to work on for the rest of your life. It is something you might get good at, and then you go through swings where you're not as good at it, and you feel scattered and stressed. And if you pay attention to it, it's so often when you're feeling scattered and stressed, and those are your words that you use, Justin, it's because of things like time management. So this becomes one of those touchstone things you can always come back to and be like, all right, I need to get more organized. I need to get more intentional about my time. And that's going to make this scattered, stressed feeling go away. And trust me, it does. In the sports world, it's very unique because you're often tasked with many overlapping requirements. You hear it all the time. No two days are the same. Well, that's part of the joy of our world, but it also can lead to chaos for some. So that structure and being organized with your time and priorities can make a huge difference in your life and in your work. At WorkInSports.com, our premium members have access to a certified career advisor to help with salary negotiation, interviewing, networking tips, resume advice, and more. You won't get that level of service anywhere else. Check out WorkInSports.com and get our team on your side. So let me paint a picture for you. Let's get into a story. I started out as a sports video editor. Many of you have heard me talk about this before, but I started out as a sports video editor, which means I was editing highlights for our our network. Game highlights, uh, voiceovers for stories, different sound bites, things of that nature. So I'd begin my day, let's say I was working from four until midnight, something like that. And you'd have your assignments given to you. Okay, you're going to get do the Celtics and Sixers game tonight and the LA Kings-Colorado Avalanche game. That's the later game. Plus, I have these two 30-second clips I need you to edit for the 6 p.m. show. One's on Brett Favre and one's on Ron Dane when he was playing at Wisconsin. Okay, great. I have my excited assignments. It's 4 p.m. The show isn't until, the first show for those two 30-second clips isn't until 6 p.m. So now 
decisions get to be made. When I first started, I watched other people to see how they prioritized. So there were two types you can break it down into. Person number one would say, okay, I've got these two assignments. They'll probably take me about 30 minutes total. It's four o'clock. The show doesn't start till six. Eh, I'll fool around. I'll goof off. I'll go get some food. I'll read the internet. And then 5.30, I'll get started on my work. And they start doing their voiceover and their game prep at 5.30. So that was one technique. That was one time management technique. Person number two would dive right into those first two 30-second clips, print out rosters for their two games, read game previews from the local papers, and then go to the 6 p.m. producer and say, I'm done with the two assignments that I had if you need anything else. I'm available to you. Now, you may think this is an example of work ethic, that one person is just more dedicated than the other, and you'd be partially right. But at the end of the day, both people got their assignments done. They did what they were asked. But the latter person was available, the second person, person number two, was available to do more because they organized their time better. If there was breaking news, and trust me, this happened all the time, or in any other role in the sports industry, there were changing environments, changing priorities, things that were needed. Person number two was available because they got their most important tasks done and were available for changes and adjustments. Person number one would start to feel really stressed and really scattered because Everything was shifting to a breaking news environment, and they were still stuck doing their first two assignments because they wasted the first hour and a half of their day. Stress, scattered, all those emotions you were talking about often come down to time management. It's always about time management prioritization. Time management allows you to hit your goals faster and more productively, and you better believe executive and managers rely on those who are consistently strong at managing their team. One more example that will uh, resonate with a lot of you, student-athletes. No one is better at time management than student athletes. Think about this for a second. You're a student athlete. You have to train. You have to travel. You have to practice, rehab, watch film, compete on nights and weekends, and keep your grades up or else run the risk of losing your role on the team and possibly even a scholarship. Why do you think so many employers like me love student athletes? Because they have discipline and they have time management skills. And that says to me, when they come and work for me, they're going to be organized, structured, and get the work done that needs to be done. Heads up for all you student athletes out there. I hope that you're reading between the lines and understanding that you should be leveraging time management on your resume, cover letter, interview process, because that is a skill you have that is so important to how you will work. Get out there and work. Same thing for ex-military. We love to hire ex-military for the same reasons. Discipline, maturity, time management. These are skills we look for when you're hiring. So whatever you can do to convey that you have some of these skill sets that will help to reduce my fear in hiring you, make me feel like you're going to be disciplined and, and mature in the process will really benefit you. Okay, so now let's get to the how. There are literally a million and one different ways to manage your time. So I'm going to give you some big concepts and some process that works for me that is simple and effective that you can start using right away. You know me, I like to give you actionable advice. Now, when I tell you this process, you might tweak it a little bit to fit you better. You might change it a little bit based on some other things you've read or principles. What I'm trying to get at is the importance of time management to reduce your stress and make you more disciplined and make you more effective at work and in life. And if you want to make alterations to the plan I'm about to give, go for it. Use whatever works for you. The most important tool is the one that you use. So just focus in on that. But take the concepts I'm trying to give you to help to launch you into this thought process. 
I think it's really important to start every week by prioritizing. Time management is really about priority management and creating a clear pathway to success. Let me say that one more time. Time management is about priority management and creating a clear pathway to success. You like that, don't you? It's a pretty good line. I wrote it. Uh, If you're an individual contributor, so somebody that has a list of tasks that they're given each day and they're done by the end of the day. So you think of me like the video editor. That's I was an individual contributor. I had these tasks I needed to do and then I was done by the end of the day. This process that I'm about to outline for you may be a daily task. If you're a manager or executive or a mid-level person, it may be a weekly task. Either way, you have to figure out what's most important for you. But here's how it works. I categorize everything on my to-do list as A1, A2, B, and C. Now, let me break down what each one of these means and why they're important. A1, this is the list of must-get-done-today priorities. Maybe they came right from the CEO or the impact revenue, or they start to kick off a bigger project that I need to do some legwork for, but they have to get done today. Absolute number one priority, top, top of the list. I organize this at the start of each day. A2 are the tasks that need to be done in the next two to three days. They have a little bit more wiggle room, still very important. They are important, but not urgent. A1 are my urgent. B is the next wave of priorities. These are still important things, but not as important or have any real urgency to them. And then C are the longer term goals and projects. This is a holding area for me on things I want to get to or books I want to read or concepts I want to dive into deeper like AI, let's say. Like, I really want to do some more reading on AI. Put this in my C list just so it's always top of mind. If I get some time, I can dedicate towards it. So now how do you work through this? Once you have everything categorized, I literally have 53 things on my task list today. I counted them up this morning and I organize them at the start of each week into these buckets. And then each day I elevate certain things. When I start the day, I elevate them into my A1s or I move some things from my Bs to my A2s. And it's always this kind of fluid movements. And then some things get crossed off because they get done. And that is the most amazing feeling in the world. You may have a little bit of a different system, but what I would say is you slot your A1s in that mental time period when you know you're most productive. Maybe you're the type of person that's like, I need to ramp up for an hour first in the day. And then, you know, from 10 to 11.30, I'm going to designate to my A1s or something like that. After I do my A1s, or at least make some progress in the first one, if the first one's meaty and it takes me a full 90 minutes, after a 90-minute moment of the start of my day, I take a break. I take a break. A break is okay. I go hang out with my kids for five minutes, or I go take a walk outside in the sun, or I go hug my wife, or whatever works for you. But after 90 minutes, take a little bit of a break. And if you finished all of your A1s by that point, celebrate that a little bit. You have to have a little bit of a goal that you work towards too. And that can be these little mini celebrations of like, all right, cool. I'm going to, I finished up. I did this. I'm going to go for a little bit of a walk. Go get a little bit of sun. Go do whatever to kind of break out of your mental. Like I just, I just completed an important part of my day. I'm going to, I'm going to have a little moment, five or 10 minutes where I just take a little bit of a mental break. Then I come back and it's onto the A2s and I start to prioritize that list and say, where can I make some headway here? What are those things that I can really work on? Break into that list. If there are times I will jump into 
you know, very rarely until the end of the week will you be able to start to jump into some B-level things. But sometimes if I have like 10 minutes before I have a meeting and there's a B-level thing, I could check off the list real quick. I might just get done with that and get rid of it. So sometimes it's, it's a factor of how much time do I have plus priority. And you do that little bit of a formula working in your head based on the time that you have, maybe responding to an email, maybe talking to somebody really quick or, or getting some project kicked off or whatever it may be. Invariably, your C's are only going to come when you dedicate the time to them and you have that kind of time. But I try to do is I try to take the final day of the week, which for me is Friday, and I try not to schedule as many meetings. For you, it may be a different day. When I worked in early part of my career, I had Tuesdays and Wednesdays were my off days. So Monday were my final day of the week. And on Fridays, I try to not schedule as many meetings. I try to go back through my list. I try to reorganize it some so that I'm feeling kind of comfortable for Monday. I try to look at those B and C things that I can identify what can move up to an A and be reprioritized and what will change throughout the next week. And then C, I try, to, I try to jump into a little bit of the C stuff on Friday because that could be where I'm reading something that is an industry competitive or I'm looking into some trend in the industry. And these are the sort of things that recalibrate my brain too. They help me feel a little bit more focused and it gives me a little bit of energy. So what I would say is for you, at the end of your week, try to look at those things that give you a little bit of positive energy too, make you feel like you're growing in different directions. You're not just running on this wheel of got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do that. You're actually taking some time to think. You're, you're being a little bit differently productive in a different way. You're learning a little bit. You're trying to expand your knowledge and opportunities because that can spark new ideas that can lead to priorities that really matter down the line. And that's how I go about it. That's how I schedule my day. I work in some breaks. I try to take a walk. I try to schedule my time to get through those priorities. So at the end of the day, my biggest goal is that when I'm closing up my office at 5.30 or whatever time I get done, I want to feel like I was a, a, a success that day, a definition of success. And that means getting my A1s done and trying to get at least two to three A2s done. That's it. If I can get six things, six to 10 things done per day and handle all these other little things that come up throughout the day. But if I can do that, I'm in a pretty good spot and feel pretty good and then do a little bit of learning at the end of the week. Okay, three last points to finish up before we wrap up here. Your A1 projects, those are the ones that you've determined are the, most prior, are the highest priority. No multitasking. When you're doing your A1s, that's it. Blinders on to everything else. Email closed. Uh, instant messaging, Teams, Slack, close it down. You've told yourself, these are the three most important things I need to do today. They are my top priority. You need to focus and get them done well. During your A2s, during your Bs, during your Cs, you can multitask. I'm fine with that. We all do it, right? But A1s, close it down, put all your focus and energy in there. Number two, having long-term goals is really important in this process for what you need, a vision of yourself and what you need to do. So really, this is your growth opportunity. Where do you want to end up? Six months, nine months, 12 months down the line. And make sure you're giving yourself those benchmarks too. What do you need to do in order to get to that point? What is that promotion you're reaching for? What do I need to get there? Is there a new skill set you need to develop? Carve those things out into your priorities. Give yourself an hour a week where you work on that. And give yourself that long-term vision as well. And the final thing, I kind of referenced this earlier, but I'm going to dig in a little deeper. There is scientific evidence that proves that humans can only concentrate on a task for 90 minutes at a time. So give yourself work in 90-minute blocks. Some people do it in 25-minute blocks. They do 25 minutes on, 5-minute break. 25 minutes on, 5-minute break. I love that. 
it doesn't work for me in my schedule. I don't have that kind of time, but I can do the 90 minute blocks and that works for me. At the end of 90 minutes, I'm feeling like, all right, I'm ready for a little bit of a break, but 90 minutes, hard work, 10 minute break, 15 minute break. And that's just the rhythm of our own brains. You need to reset a little bit. It's a point of diminishing returns. You're still working. You're still active. You're just not as productive. Give yourself a little bit of a mental break. Get back after it. To reactivate the concentration, you have to rest the productive part of your brain and use another part of your brain by doing an activity such as walking or running. That little little part I stole from the scientific research, which is why I had to look down at my notes. It's important, right? Do something different to spark your next level of productivity when you come back into the office. So Justin, I hope that helps you set up your time management for success because that's really what the goal is here. You will impress potential hiring managers if you're good at structuring your time and emphasize that during an interview, in your cover letter, in your, uh, in your resume. You can tell some stories that lean into your time management because those will impress and show a certain level of maturity to hiring managers and you'll reduce your own stress and feeling of scatteredness. So all of you can really benefit from this. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week.